Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. We are a podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives, everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. We'll talk about TV shows, movies, books, anything where stories are involved. But it doesn't stop there. We want to get you, the listener, involved as well. So if you have a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. So until then, strap in. It's story time. Hello and welcome to wow. stories. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? You could have put some effort in like I did. I, I okay. learned another language just for this. Okay. Du hast, du hast mein. Hello and welcome to stories that you and the fictional all the way from Sweden. No? Nah. Again, you just you just said that <laughs> with an accent, you didn't you just you didn't learn another language. Actually, we have connections to the police force now. I should get you arrested for that bad impression. Oh, okay. Is 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 it a uh um well do we have technically podcast wise? I don't think we have connections to a no. police officer yet because I'm jumping to the future. Yes, yes, yes. We will on Wednesday. Yes. I, I could I was gonna count the days, I just can't. <laughs> I can't. No, check that's gonna be our, our really good uh, long interview with uh, Jack Rooney. Jack Roney uh, used to be a police officer for many, 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 many years. Still is, uh, but yeah, check it out. It's I read his book. It's fantastic. Yep, um, and I think I told him that about 140 times during the interview. And then, and then in in the po- in the pre chat and the post chat, <laughs> I couldn't help it. I like if I like it, I like it. Yeah, like some of the authors we've had on here are absolute rubbish. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I love you all. <laughs> Yeah, but um, <laughs> I think I just put my foot in it. Nah, so it's all right. We've established that only about five or six people listen to these episodes. Yeah, true. They listen to the other episodes. Jamie, did you know I can travel? Type of time travel? You can. You can. Oh. Uh, this okay. is Jack. This is Jack's book. The I'm trying to move my fat fingers out of the way. There you go. The angels wept. By Jack Rooney. He uh, was kind enough to send me a lovely autographed copy because I've already read it in digital format. So you can get this in bookstores, uh, uh, BMAC publications, or jackroney.com.au. Yeah. Luckily, it's written on the back cover so I can look like I know what I'm talking about, but I'm actually just <laughs> reading it off the back cover. <laughs> and, um, he did. He did say if you if you buy it from his website, he he will do signed yes. copies. Yeah, he will. He'll sign it for you. Um, and uh, yeah, jackroney.com. Uh, it's an awesome book, so check it out. dot com dot au. I think it is. Uh, just have another com? look at the book. It is dot com dot au. Because it's Australia. <laughs> uh, this will be our second Australian interview. And congratulations to our other Australian, Matt Holmes, who wrapped on. Filming of his latest movie, The Cost. Yes, he's, I think today I saw him. He mentioned that he'd uh, just started post production today. 
yes, yes. So hopefully we'll be able to see that movie out very soon. So Yes, and we will get him back on to talk about it. Definitely. So shout out to Matt Holmes. If you're actually listening to this episode, I'd be very surprised. I'll just I'll tag him in it. <laughs> there you go. And, and I'll timestamp it. For the first four minutes. <laughs> and he'll share it to all his friends. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't share it because these episodes aren't good. Um... <laughs> well, while we're laughing, you got any jokes to keep us laughing? I do, I do. Um, uh, Jamie, look, I, I've been feeling a bit under the weather and I rang my boss and um, I just had to call in sick. She's like, why, why do you only get sick on work days? And I said, oh, it must be my weekend immune system. <laughs> weekend immune system. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, it took me a few seconds, but I, I got it. Yeah, and John will already know this one because I did send it to him. Look, I've got a new, um, a new phone and it has some GPS options in there. And you can actually, you know how you can change your GPS to famous people like there's Billy Connolly and, and all those. Morgan Freeman would be a good one. He needs to get onto that. Uh, but I changed, I, I saw Bono from U2 and I thought, wow, let's go. But uh, yeah, I went on my first trip and uh, changing the, the GPS voice to Bono. Now the streets have no names and I still haven't found what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, so that, let's just leave it at two because I can't find another one. <laughs> uh, I'd say one, but I'm not allowed to. Um, Why not? No, you can say one. Go on, Jamie. I'll give you a pass. Oh, there's, there's one I saw today. What what was it like? Uh, what is it? It's um, the swordfish have don't don't have any enemies or something. Or something along the lines of that. You said fish, and look who appeared. Wow. Um, <laughs> swordfish. Yep. Don't, don't have any enemies, apparently, but no, wait, there is one. It is the penfish, which is supposed to be mightier than <laughs> something something along those lines. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I'm not good at delivery, but uh Yeah, no, you could you could work on your delivery. Look, I I, I look, I, I do have one. I went to Baker's Delight the other day and I said to her, look, I'd like to buy a bagel with cream cheese. And she said, sorry, we only take cash. Okay. I like those jokes. Because you have to think about it, and then you go, "That's not funny." But then you have to laugh because it's funny that it took so long for you to exactly. get exactly. Yeah, you got to work out how long it takes it to work out. It's just like um, a joke that always cracked my nephew up, and it was it like it was the most ridiculous joke. It wasn't even a joke. It was like, "Why did the guy fall off his bike?" Why? Because someone threw a fridge at him. <laughs> you know. I mean, that's yeah. obviously a logical explanation, but I don't think it's a joke. Or why did the plane crash? Why? The pilot was a tomato. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell your nephew to get off the crack? <laughs> you know what his best joke was? His best joke was... Uh, what was it? Um, why couldn't the pirate play cards? Why not? Because he was standing on the deck. That's a good one. Yeah. That's, that's, why a good said, one. that's why I said it's his best one. That's a good one. I I, I understand that. But I, I had to I, say I understand that reference. I had I had to say two really bad jokes first before you got to that one. Yeah, to make you had to make yourself make it stand out a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I got, I got I got tell I got, me a story, Jamie. I got, I got I got some fun facts for you, mate. Okay, cool. Um, did you know that during World War II, Americans called hamburgers Liberty Steaks? 
because hamburger sounded too German. Okay. They also called sauerkraut Liberty Cabbage. Well, sauerkraut is German, so yeah. <laughs> I get that. Okay, that's totally believable. No, I'm, I'm I would believe that. But I mean, um, it's a bit extreme, but yeah, Liberty cakes. Sounds like well, sounds like you like the things you put in the toilet to soak up the urine in public places. Well, probably, probably they, they may have marketed it for that. But um, another term, you know how you and I are geeks, right? We're pretty yeah, geeky. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you know what where the term geek originally came from? No. It was referred to circus performance. Oh, really? That would bite the heads off live chickens. Okay. Not going to do that for the podcast, but... No, 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 no. Well, well, I'm just glad they updated the meaning of the word. Me too. <laughs> a special guest over here probably would do it for us, but... Um... Because if, if one of us accidentally went back in time mm-hmm. to the first circus, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a bit of a geek. Here's a chicken. Get out there. You know what I would do if I went back in time to the first circus? What? I'd put a safety net under the flying Graysons to make sure that that poor boy never has to go through that. That wasn't the first circus, though. First circus I remember. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, you go back to your first circus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a Batman reference for those playing at home. Um, yeah, I mean, if you don't know who Dick Grayson is, you should stop listening to this podcast because I don't want you as a friend. Mm. When am I? When am I? When am I one to sugarcoat things, Jamie? No, no, no. You are, you are blunt and you you're to the point. Do you, you know? Do you want to know something funny? I was watching a, a special a wrestling special today. Doctor Phil was on it. And uh, how was that working out for him? That was a really bad. I know. Really bad because he's more <laughs> southern. He's yeah, more like the southern. Drive. How's that working out for you? No, he's not a robot. Oh, it was just funny. He's. He, it was done by the WWE. It was, it's it's a series called Evil. So they focus on some of the. You know the the heels, like the Undertaker right. and stuff like that. And yeah, he was just giving his perspective as a psychologist, a psychiatrist. No, that's random. It's funny. They went from Corey Taylor from Slipknot, where I'm like, yeah, cool. And then they went to Doctor Phil. Well, uh, was Ryan Johnson directing the? No, no, he didn't. No? Uh, no, he wasn't actually. I think he was too busy just jerking off over the Last Jedi, <laughs> having a circle jerker with Willie. Um, anyway, let's um, let's get stuck into today's uh, topic, shall we? Yes. What are we talking about? We're talking about well, we found some vintage art- articles of headlines from you know like early 1900s. They're pretty pretty out there. Um, these things were actually in the paper. Um, so yeah, first one was from March 3rd, 1923 in issue of time so is it time magazine maybe um yeah i think all of these are from time magazine to be honest with you jamie yeah yeah yeah. all right well it says in asbury park new jersey a young good very good jamie we've had people on here from new jersey so well done (laughs) i thought he was going to say like new jedi or something but uh well done um okay well if we're finished doing that yeah a young lady Hiccoughed steadily. Yeah, no, I know the weird spelling of hiccup. I just don't understand at all why they would do that. <laughs> Product placement there. I saw that. Um, 
Yeah, no, well, that's probably that's probably what the word meant back then. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, okay. So hiccup steadily for 12 weeks, then ceased as suddenly as she began. I feel like I need more information. Well, someone hiccuped. Well, did someone scare her? Like, I, uh, the funny thing about Steph is whenever I'm driving in the car, she has nicotine spray because she's quitting smoking. Yeah. Because of the hiccups. And uh, she, it hurts because of her pain. And I always say, do you want me to scare you? <laughs> and she's like, no. And then she hiccups and she's in so much pain. I'm like, sure, you don't want me to scare you? <laughs> and then she's like, no. And then I drive into oncoming traffic and nearly kill us and then accuse her hiccups. Well, there you go. See? Well, things I do for my friends. Cool. Uh, tell us about something that happened in Brooklyn. Yeah, sure. In Brooklyn, something. It's the heading is something. <laughs> uh, in Brooklyn, a vague person, a vague person, telephoned police headquarters saying, "There's something going on here." He said. Six plainclothes detectives and four patrolmen went to investigate. Presently, the vague person again telephoned police headquarters. "You'd better send more policemen," he said. "There are a lot of men in the yard." And they've got flashlights. They're policemen, he was told. They're not, he retorted. <laughs> I can't see any uniforms. The detective, the detective failed to discover something <laughs> going on. <laughs> uh, was it a prank call? I don't know. Um, maybe it was the first prank call. First recorded yeah. prank call. Who knows? <laughs> well, this one um, in Corona, Karuna, one of those words. Near Madrid, a mother and daughter simultaneously gave birth to sons. Gesticulating relatives swarmed about to inspect. Hearty toasts were drunk. The newborn nephew and uncle, who much resembled one another, were accidentally mixed up. The babies, ah. will, the babies oh. will never know the true relationship. Ah. <laughs> who is the uncle and who is, who is the nephew? Yeah. Never know. Wow. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Uh, so this is from December 12, 1932. From As I said, these are all from time. Uh, gives a new creepy meaning to spooning with someone. In Norfolk, England, lives an old woman with 20 spoons. The handles of twisted silver, 10 small spoons are made of fingernails of her late husband. 10 large spoons of his toenails. Hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I have... I wouldn't be able to use them. No, I don't think so. <laughs> do you do you think they're that she uses them, or are they just for you know, look? I don't know. It depends how freaky deaky she gets. I suppose it depends depends how desperate she is for a cup of tea, <laughs> or how much she misses her husband. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know this in in Biloxi, Miss Mississippi. Very yes. good. Yep, very Mississippi. Very good. In Biloxi, Mississippi. The United States Marshal was ordered by a writ. Writ. writ? Yeah, I know writ of um sequestration yep. to seize and bring in to court a 75-ton dead whale as to the ownership of which there was a legal contest. <laughs> so someone's contested. I own that 75-ton dead whale. And another man says, no, I own that 75-ton dead whale. And then a lady comes around and goes, I own that 75-ton dead whale. Yeah. So, and then they take it to the court and go, the U.S. Marshal is sequestered. 
the 75 ton dead whale. Hmm. I smell something fishy going on there. Uh, so that'd be funny if it was actually a fish. Uh, <laughs> well, t- it looks like a big fish. But did you just go, well, it's a oh, big this fish. Is, this is a story about you, Jamie. It's called insomnia. <laughs> This is oh, you. Yeah. This is you in this. Literally, you. Okay. I haven't read a single word of it, but it's you. Well, I have a time machine because it's 1937. <laughs> From the November 1st, 1937 issue of Time in Los Angeles, the State Bureau of Furniture and Bedding. Ah, yes, to only be an to be an agent of the State <laughs> State Bureau <laughs> of Furniture and Bedding. Imagine that. <laughs> Furniture and bedding. <laughs> uh, was summoned by a man who suffered from insomnia to complain about his newly restuffed mattress. Inspectors ripped open the mattress, found it had been restuffed with a five-pound slab of concrete, four old suits of underwear. That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> you imagine him trying to flip his mattress over. You know, you know when mattress gets old, you got to flip them over. <laughs> you know, I've never done that. Never flipped your mattress. Never flipped my mattress. Never. Never ever. Well, maybe you might sleep better if you do. Yeah. You're like, oh, I could, but it involves flipping a mattress. <laughs> Who flips a mattress nowadays? Really? Let me tell you about Porky. <laughs> oh. August 26, 1929. Off Ocean Park, California. Yeah. Here we come. You. California. Here. Okay, Jamie, it's not the Jamie singer. Right back where we started from. California. If you buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com, we'll never sing again. I mean that. I don't. Porky Jacobs sat in an anchored floating barrel, stuck out his stuck out his beard, bearded face after more than 100 hours. Announced himself world's sitting sit in a floating barrel champion. What? Wow, it sounds like some something someone would do when they're drunk. <laughs> I was sitting here for 100, 100, I'm the fish barrel sitting champion. Hey, it Don't um, it made the paper, just saying. Yeah, well, obviously, there wasn't much news on that day. No, you know, just, just in just in in just like on April 28th, 1923, there wasn't much room. In Manhattan, a 250-pound woman laughed herself to death over the cinema movie Clarence. (laughs) So what I'm going to say is she didn't (laughs) laugh herself to death. She laughed so hard she caused a heart attack or or a stroke or something like that. But, yeah. I mean, I've never seen or heard of this movie Clarence. Yeah, well, 1923. Mm. Um, So... I mean, see um, how it's written here... Laughed herself to death over the cinema Clarence. I like to think that, that her local cinema was named Clarence. And she just walked up to the cinema and started laughing. Oh, okay. And then died. Oops. I was going to make another joke, but I won't because it'll get cancelled. The words are on the paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, July 23rd, 1923. Grand Whiskerino in Chicago. Hi, hi Wade. Hi, Wade. Um, <laughs> in Chicago, assembled the annual convention of the International Association of Specialty Salesmen. Said the their IAAS, pre- yes, yeah. Said their president. This year, we decided to find the man with the longest beard in the country, not the man in the barrel, but uh, <laughs> to appear at our convention. He then introduced Hans W. Langseth. 
aged 77, of Barney and the... North Dakota. <laughs> North Dakota, yeah, that's the one. Uh, Mr. Langsworth carries his 17-foot beard inside his waistcoat in a bag. The specialty salesman conferred upon him the title of Supreme Grand Whiskerino of the Universe. That's a title I would fight for. Yes. I'm going to start growing my beard now. So you can be the grand <laughs> supreme whiskerino of the universe. Yes. So oh, you, I, I won't hold it against you that you didn't get the ND one because the only reason I learn all these is because of wrestling. Yeah. Well, there where you they go. come from and you, they read it out and then that says ND. And then well, you go, if, I, if there ever comes a time and I go to the wonderful land of the United States of America, I will learn places. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about it. A small world. Oh, okay. At Albany, New New, Jer- uh, New, Jer- Albany, New York. Albany, no, but isn't Albany in New Jersey? Oh well, Albany, New York. One Hector Sinclair of El Dorado, Kansas, hurried into a secondhand bookstore. He had heard that a vendor possessed a copy of work for which he had searched for for over fifty years: the writings of the Jewish historian Josephus. Josephus. Hector, Josephus. Sorry, I apologise. Ah! I'm not a religious person, so I'm not. <laughs> well, uh, Hector paid two dollars fifty, opened his book, and beheld his own name on the fly leaf. Recognized the volume as one he had lost in 1872. I would love to uh, have that happen to me because I once had a guitar stolen from me, and if it, it was so rare that I, I would recognize it if I saw it. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's not this guitar. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's a it's a Japanese guitar. Oh my. And they don't make them anymore. Oh, it's pretty it's pretty cool because um it was a company that made Gibsons, like Gibson knockoffs, but they were essentially so good that Gibson sued them and then hired them to make their guitars yeah. for half the price. Yeah, that'd be right. So, yeah. All right. Extraordinary deed. At Newburyport, Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm learning. Um, one Mrs. Effie M. Beale received a letter from the Society of the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, concluding... Mm-hmm. We therefore wish to present to you, in the name of our society, its medal as a token of our ad- admiration and high regard for the extraordinary, extraordinary deed of humanity. Mrs. Beale did her deed last January, sledding through the woods in Maine. Her husband came upon an old mother bear, shot her, discovered a tiny cub between her paws. Mrs. Beale cried, just like my own baby snatched the cub up to her breast, took it home, suckled it with her own infant, reared it until it... Be- oh, reared it? Raised it, maybe. Um, until no, it became... Another- she didn't rear it. She yeah. just- it's another word for raise. Yeah. Okay. Not what we know as a good rearing in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, until it became large and troublesome, said Arthur Brisbane, um, ed- editor... Romabus and Remus upside down. Um, yeah, so that's pretty funny. You, you win an award for saving a cub, but you shot the mother. 
I tell you, that's a perfect one for the Michael Scott meme from the office where he's shaking hands. Yeah. The boss is like yeah. getting an award for raising the baby after <laughs> shooting it. Uh, let me tell you about some vagrant goats. Okay. In Don't Newark, New Jersey, citizens complain that 100 vagrant goats, they'll be like, hey, what the what are we doing here? <laughs> vagrant goats have taken possession of the freight yard district, butted the residents, overturned school buckets, eaten clotheslines, rose bushes, and awnings. Police, five dog catchers, two health department inspectors, humane society agents, and a squad of detectives geared up with lassos and dog nets harried the herd of whiskered miscreants caught nine. <laughs> Nine out of a hundred. Oh, that, that's that's so. That is, this is the goat version of the, the emu war. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow. Yeah. Um. All right. November 26, nineteen thirty-four. Send off in Manville, New Jersey. Boisterous wedding guests pelted Joseph Lotka and bride with rice. Knocked Joseph Lotka out with a well-aimed five-pound bag, <laughs> received him, sped revived him on his honeymoon, him. revived him, revived him, and sped him on his honeymoon. <laughs> Knock him out and then take him on his honeymoon. This would be a good place for that buy me a coffee ad and you will get yeah. you good English lessons. Yes, wonderful. No, it's pretty funny because it just goes to show that that's a universal thing. Mm. Like, let's just throw the whole bag. You yeah, know, well, like, see, people just throw rice, and then some guy's got the shits, and he's like, "Bugger this!" and just no, threw the bag. No, I, I remember being a teenager and doing stuff like that. Like you're, you're throwing stuff out of a bag, and just, go, just throw the whole thing. You know, it's just a you know. Uh, let me tell you about a doubtful dog, Jeremy. Doubtful dog, okay. In Chicago, Bim Elbert dog, Bim Elbert dog, was reported <laughs> as being paid quarters and dimes for tidying the Elbert premises. For mining the Elbert car, for carrying the Elbert market base, market, sorry, market basket, going to bed promptly, for not whining or barking or playing with other dogs. That's in brackets. Do they mean like <laughs> other dogs? Probably. Okay. He was he was said to go to the bank with his weekly savings. <laughs> deposit them with the teller, wait for his passbook, trot home. His balance was $68 with no withdrawals. He was saving against the infirmities of age. Wow. Imagine that. Imagine that with interest now. Oh, yeah. They'd be a very rich dog. Yeah, but, um, you know, they don't live that long. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you about teeth. <laughs> okay. April 9th, 1928. Um, now, I'm pretty sure this is Matthias because I worked with someone who had the same spelling. By the Matthias or Mat- Matthias? One yeah, of the two. Well, it's spelled the same way as someone I used to work with. Um, so, Matthias Blau of Chicago persuaded his wife, Helen, to have all her teeth pulled. Then he refused to buy her false teeth because he said it was cheaper to feed her on soup than on solids. <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Blau went to court, um, was awarded two, two sets of store teeth and at least a beef steak a week. Um, Judge Jonas told Mr. Blau that he had committed the meanest trick he had ever heard of. And then high-fived him. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh. Wow. Like, how do you convince someone to... <laughs> uh. Who knows, right? But, Jamie, I'm going to tell you about teeth. <laughs> oh, more teeth. 
Yeah. Near, okay. Lex- near Lexington, Kentucky, A.G. Bush, veteran railroad engineer, was driving along in his engine pulling a train. Is that what they call it in those days? Mm-hmm. He suddenly, at which his false teeth fell out of the window. So surprised was Engineer Bush by this dismal accident that he drove half a mile before he remembered to stop his locomotive. He reversed his speed and then travelled back to the scene of the sneezing. All of the passengers on the train, as well as the brakemen and conductors, helped him look for his synthetic molars. The search had been relinquished as futile. Engineer Bush was back in his cab and moving forward again when a great shout went up behind him. A local searching party had found his teeth. Amid cheers from the passengers and cries of, shut your face, (laughs) Engineer Bush uh, put them back in his mouth, frowned, and resumed his nonchalant journey. A lovely way of saying a guy lost his teeth and we helped him find it. <laughs> a long-winded way of saying that. They must have been short on news that day. <laughs> yeah, that was like... It's like, you know, when you do those essays in school and they go, it has to be 7,000 words and you write like six and a half. Well, you're like, oh, I'm just going to... I caught a glimpse of, of television today where they're like, and coming up on the project, you know, housing crisis and then yada and it goes and bin chickens that aren't going in bins anymore and you're just like really ah uh, bin chickens you you must be you must be out of stuff but i'm gonna i'm not gonna tell you about bin chickens i'm gonna tell you about I wonder, Bowler. If, I wonder if mike can tell us all about bin chickens because he works the project doesn't he religiously <laughs> yeah. mike what tell us about oh fucking bin chickens yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're not going in bins anymore oh, wow. although one of my favorite Friends or Rom songs for those playing at home, um, Australian punk rock band Friends or Rom. Have you heard the song about the, the birds, the bird attack? No, I don't think so. It's so funny. It's like fast, it's screamy, and they're just going, you know, like seagull, magpie, <laughs> ibis, you know, and just screaming at birds and then <laughs> singing about putting an ice cream container on your head with eyes drawn on it, you know, for the magpie. <laughs> it's, it's random, but it's a good song. Good song, good band. Um, anyway. February 3rd, 1930. In Milwaukee, one George Kinder began bowling in an alley. He bowled for 50 hours and 28 minutes, bowled 362 games, bowled 907 strikes, lifted 53 tons of balls, bowled an average score of 149 each game, beat the previous endurance bowling record by 31 hours, became world's marathon bowling champion. Congratulations, George Kinder. Your name will forever live on. George, you've won a red pen. <laughs> Let us know where your grave is and we will place it there. You're assuming he's dead. 1930, you might still be kicking. Well, let's just say he was 10 years old when he did this bowling achievement. Yeah, it's 100. <laughs> George, this pen's yours. <laughs> Came from a pack I bought from Coles for $5. <laughs> There you thought go. I was going to give him a book. You, you, you thought I was going to give him this book, didn't you? But I'm not. Will you give him some change? Why? Because I'm leading into the next article. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll give him some change. Yeah. Uh, at Haven, <laughs> Haven, Kansas, Oscar Fishburne paid a bushel of wheat for admission to a baseball game, received half a bushel of oats and change. We need to bring back the barber uh, system. Yes. How, how much easier would it be for everyone to get a PlayStation 5? <laughs> there you go. I'll have a PlayStation 5, thanks. 
for a pen. Yep. Uh, you know um, what? Uh, that's pretty pretty stupid. I'll give you two. No. I want at least 100 packets. Hold on. <laughs> you would work out. You, it would come out in your favor. Trust me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. I'll go tomorrow. Well, crow. Um, Let's March see get- 2nd, 1936. Let's see if you get this one. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well done. A group of domestic science teachers, doctors, socialites, ate crow at a formal dinner to prove that crow is good to eat. Local market price for crow is $1.50 a dozen. Interesting. Well, I'm sure they say it tastes like chicken. Probably. Do you know know once they wanted to... um, farm hippos in california really and like apparently like it would be re- like awesome bacon like like they apparently i heard it somewhere let me tell you about justice oh this one's perfect for you in los angeles federal judge leon r yank yankik reviewed a patent suit between herman wrong wrong and Luther Wright judged wrong right. <laughs> yes, I like that. That's that. That's like that's like those people I used to work with in in, in the factory. One was called Fang, one was called Q. <laughs> they work together. It's like every- a, uh, like a mutual friend of ours. His wife's dad's named Wayne King. Really? Yep. There was a, a Australian Australian politician called Richard Head. Yeah, I had I had I had a yeah. I had a teacher in, in school called Mr. Head. And and being teenagers, we always went up to him and goes, Sir, is your first name Richard? <laughs> He's like, no. It's Barry. <laughs> well, there you have it. That's our that's our articles. We are actually planning to mix things up after this episode. We're gonna throw some curveballs at you, cool style. And um Get a bit nostalgic. We haven't really planned what we're going to do, but we're going to do something a little bit different that hopefully will get you guys listening in more. Yep. Um, but for now, Ryan, are you recommending anything to us this day? Most certainly am. Oh, do you want me to talk about it? Yeah. Well, you can try and communicate it through your brain. Yeah, no, that, 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 I, that, I quite like that, yeah. All right, in the spirit of the weekend, I am recommending. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> oh, here we go, Jamie, he's on his high horse. It's like, us intelligent folk don't like to watch the naked men wrestle. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you tune in for WrestleMania this weekend. It is. Be- I've got so many more pay-per-views to watch, but you guys probably wouldn't have heard of little companies called Ring of Honor or Impact or anything like that, but WrestleMania, watch it on the WWE Network, nine ninety nine a month. You can watch it. If you're lucky, I might do an episode on it. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, it's actually not at night in Australia. It's going to be Sunday morning from 11 a.m. and Monday morning from 11 a.m. Yeah. You can buy it on Foxtel, but just subscribe to the WWE Network. Look, he's yawning already. No, I'm tired. Go to the WWE Network. It's <laughs> not. I think Australian. It's twelve ninety nine a month, and you get both nights for free, um, plus a whole bunch of other good content. I'm gonna refrain from saying the one wrestler I know, and impersonating him poorly. 
Who? Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> I he's my favorite wrestler. I don't care. Dad, it's the Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Man Randall Savage. Randy. Randy. <laughs> Him and his wife Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Now, oh my gosh. No, mind blown. There's an episode of Scrubs and I just realized who JD was impersonating. Did he give it a bit of the, oh yeah. Yeah, because he was wearing, I think he was wearing like a wrestling costume and he's like, yeah, I got some words for Dr. Cox. Yeah, yeah, that's over you. The Macho Man. Because it would have been around that era. Like Macho Man was still alive. Macho Man Randy Savage was still alive back then. Well, yeah, no, because Scrubs 2001, I think it came out. And uh, Macho Man Randy Savage was tag team partners with Hulk Hogan, and they were known as the Mega Powers. What what, do you, what are your thoughts on Chris Hemsworth playing Hulk Hogan? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I can see it. Like, I can honestly see it. Have no issue with it whatsoever. Hulk Hogan's too broken down to play himself, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, no, no, the, Chris Hemsworth could do it. Like, he's... He's, yeah, he's got the height. He's got the, I mean, I can see him in the blonde. He's already got the blonde locks, really, with Thor. Yeah. I just need to get the really good handlebar mustache. The handlebar mustache. I think he could, I mean, he'd pull it off, definitely. Easy. Yeah, 100%. I'd be behind that. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, do you want to move on to our favorite segment of all time? Jamie. Yes. I am from the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for Mikey Baby. Mikey uh, Baby! <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. an in-joke. But, um, yeah, Mikey Baby. All right. Well, email of the week. I am Mrs. Suzara Maling Wan from Philippines. Awesome. I love how she wrote from and then she put in brackets. <laughs> and it's not even the Philippines. <laughs> you said from Philippines. Yeah, well, yeah, so... If we're, if we're going to read it like she's spelt it, it's going to be like, I am Mrs. Cesara Malingwang from, but based in West Africa country. <laughs> Since eight years as a businesswoman dealing with gold exportation. I have a dream and desire of building an orphanage home in your oh, country. We don't have them, do we? No, no, but why, 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 why doesn't she say what my country is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you have a dream, then you're going to say it by name. What, what? If you build it, they will come. Yeah. And I have a deposit fund for the project. Excellent. But presently, my health condition, oh. we, not, we not allow me to carry out the project myself. Okay. Now, my doctor has already told me that I have just a few period of time to leave. You've only got a few periods left. Ovarian cancer. Oh. Can you help fulfill this project? Can you, Jamie? Now, for those playing, playing at home, why it sounds so weird is because I'm I'm reading it as it's written. <laughs> and I'm actually reading it as it's written because he sent it to me too. If you have the mind to help me in this project, contact me private email address for more details on the way forward. With kind <laughs> regards, this is Cesara Mailing Wang. Cesara Mailing Wang. So did you for all you Filipino listeners? That was me saying in, in Tagalog, which is the Philippine language. I don't know. I don't care. 
You know why? I can't I, think of anything to say that wouldn't be construed as racist. You know, you know why I learned to say that? Why? I, I once worked in a factory that was 80% Filipino and they would ask me questions I just did not know the answer to. And then I just turned around and go, Wala alkobakilam. Wala alkobakilam. To the point that one day I literally got an A4 piece of paper and I wrote, I don't know. And I taped it to my shirt and they stopped asking me questions. I literally did that. Um, <laughs> How many of them asked me to marry you? No. Um, one Baby, guy. I need Beza. I need Beza. One guy said, my sister, she's very pretty. Oh. It wasn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Um and then this other guy was like, I need you to marry my mistress so she can come and live in the country. Here, fair call. And then I was just like, what do I get out of it? He goes, nothing, nothing. And uh, yeah. You have to have sex with her once? No, well, all the other guys in the factory, because they're dirty, dirty dudes, they're like, do I get a turn? No, no, I just need her to come here. <laughs> wow. Um, no, nah, it was fun times working in that factory. Was that the one where you had a guy that you used to sing with at lunchtime? Yes. Fred, I miss Fred. Fred misses you too. He, he'd pull me aside. and, and He just like, sent okay. me a message about some gold-making opportunities nah. and said, tell Jamie I miss him. <laughs> no, Fred Fred would pull me aside randomly, like when, make sure no one's, no one's watching. And then he'd be like, ooh, I need your love, babe. Yes, you know it's true. And then, yeah, just everything and anything. And then he'd come out wiping his mouth. No, he was a he was a good religious man. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, seventh Seventh Day Adventist. One of the seventh, many Seventh Day Adventist, a religion. No, Ad Advent. Adventist. Oh, that was a joke, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. That there. Um. Our mutual friend Craig Craig Nelfrop. You know Craig, who used to drum for me. In my band puzzles, sure. Let's say yes. Really? No, you've probably seen him around. I've seen him, but yeah, I yeah. did. Um, he's yeah. Well, he he used to go to one of those churches. Like they're they're super, um, different. It's like you're not allowed to do anything on Saturdays or something. Awesome. Most of the wrestling's on Saturdays. I would freaking love that religion. You bet. You better sit down. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Can't 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 um take you out to the shops. Yeah, but- Seven day Adventist. Yeah, but at the same time, they they all they all, they're also not allowed to drink. I don't drink anymore, much. <laughs> much. No, well, I, I really don't. Like I've yeah, yeah, yeah. drinks at a get together, and that's it. I can do without the alcohol. Yeah, no, well, you know, I haven't. I, I don't drink alcohol at all. Like, I've... how do they feel about um, the homosexuals? I, dude, it's 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 a raging new world. Um, a, a lot of the churches are flipping to your side, so they're out there. So that means I'm not going to hell anymore? Well, it depends who you talk to. <laughs> well, this is not the homosexual podcast. That's our other one. <laughs> well, it'll make our ratings go up. Well, that's, I mean, that's why I'm just like buying every, buying all these PlayStation games, watching all these movies and Blu-rays, because I'm assuming the reception is not going to be great downstairs. So uh, yeah. and if Crowley's there, though, that's a different story. All right. No, well, you know, some people, look, 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 if, if, if we're on that topic, um, Hold on, hold on. Just let me get that can of worms. I just need to open it. <laughs> no, well, no, look, look, look. This, this is what I'll say about it. 
some people may prefer to go downstairs than upstairs. Like, I'm just saying. Like, if you're given, like, what's the alternative? Because if, 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 if there's people out there that absolutely hate the idea of God and hate God, why would you want to go hang out with God? Exactly. You know? So that's, that's what I'll say on the subject. Let's move on. We'll be, we'll be on the Babylon Bee next week or something. Uh, just, you know, just don't share anything they share because you get booted off Twitter. Someone literally got booted off Twitter for sharing that they got. I, I share it within our group message and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, um, good episode. Yeah, pretty solid. I'm happy with that. I enjoyed it. Um, listeners, if you're if you have any stories, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. If you have any things that you want us to talk about, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com or comment in the YouTube comments below. Um, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash STTATF and support us. But I may be starting a group soon on Facebook for authors and friends that um will be like it's like going to be like a pretty super serious not not serious serious but you know like i want authentic people in there i don't want time wasters in there like we're going to be a nice tight knit group i don't want people in there selling things yeah un- unless your own books yeah your own your own books and look I, I don't mind if you come in and, and you know if you're a book editor if you're a formatter or cover designer you're obviously there to help it's just the, my biggest thing about it is, is it, I would like people to give as much as they take. Because a lot of the groups I've been on, they're, they're just like, yeah, get <laughs> you laughing. I um, also am a fan of the giving and the taking. <laughs> yeah. No, but look, I, yeah, in, I know in, in, all, in all seriousness, like a lot of the groups. in the groups that just sit there and they don't do anything and they don't contribute. And all that yeah, stuff. well, there's that. And there's people that just go in there and go read my book and then yep. don't offer to read that's anyone it, else's. So yeah. that's the kind of group of... Uh, I'm going to build. So stay tuned and that'll, I'll let you know when it's up and um, it should be fun. But um, I mean, I'm I'm really grateful for this podcast because I've discovered so many good books um, in speaking to our guests and authors and some good movies as well. And, you know, it's been, been great, you know, and I, you know, I'd happily pay the money to join and just to grab a whole bunch of books to read. (laughs) I love reading. So Cool. But um, yeah, I'll keep you posted. Let you know when it's up and running. Um, yeah. So just like we said at the start of the episode, Jack Roney's episode will be dropping on Wednesday, mm-hmm. but that will be Tuesday for you over in the America, yes, land of America. Um, that was a really good chat. You guys should check it out. Yeah. Very interesting guy. Very down to earth. He's very, you know, Solid Australian, if you, if, is that the right Very way? Very easy it? to talk to, and, and yeah. you find out in the podcast. Obviously, he did a, a lot of work with child protective services, so you can feel that in the yeah. discussion that we have with him. So, yeah. And Ryan's not just saying that because he scored a free book. Nope, I already read the book before I even spoke to him, so <laughs> I paid for it, and I I, pay, I bought the book, I read it, loved it, and um, yeah. And he was kind enough to send me a, an autographed copy, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Anyway. Excellent. We will see you next time. See you next time.